in your heart. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 119. I'm not sure how far this series is going to go. I'm going to go till he says stop, but there's something he's wanting us to know out of this psalm. And I'm going to give it to you. When he says stop, I'll stop. So this could be a three-week series or it could be a three-month series. All I can ask you to do is hold on. Take notes. Write them down in your Bible. Because the things he's, a lot of the stuff he's giving me is revelatory. And it's illuminating. So, I got the notes. <laughs> okay, all right. Amen. Psalms 119 and 16. And it reads, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. It says, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Let us pray. Father in heaven, it's again that we come to you. Thanking you, Father, for another opportunity to share your word with these, your people. But Father, I pray right now that you would just crush me and hide me behind the cross. I pray that I will steadily, steadily decrease as you will steadily, steadily increase. Father, I pray right now that you would just put your word in my mind and in my heart and that your spirit will fall in this place. Wrap me up and tangle me up in your spirit so that when I open my mouth that your, your people will hear from heaven. Yeah. Father, give me revelation and illumination of your word. If there's a sinner in the house, let them realize that they need a savior. If there's a backslider in the house, let them realize that they don't have to stay in a backslidden condition. Stir up the gifts in these, your people, so that your power will be shown in this place. Let the gifts be edified this day. Father, we love you, we adore you, and we magnify you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, so we're, we're, we're talking from the subject of it's in the book. It's in the book. Um, the topic of this week's study will be personal holiness. Personal holiness. So what did we discover last week? The first two scriptures in Psalms 119 start with a word. What is that word? Blessed, blessed. And what does, what does blessed mean? I told you what blessed mean in, in the Greek in, in relevance to that word that we were looking at, blessed. What did it mean? Happy. It means happy. And so how can I be happy without the word? I find my happiness in something, but that something will pass away. What does the Bible say about the word? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but what? The word will always stand. So if I need something solid to stand on, the only thing that I can get is the word. And so this word is life-changing. This word is bread. They call it the bread of heaven. This word is personal. 
How, how many of you have ever read the Bible and you felt like the, it was talking just about you and right where you, where, right where you are? One of the, can a Tom Nancy Clancy novel do that? It, it'll speak to you from a distance, but this word speaks to you right where you are. And, 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 and look, it'll even give you answers to what you're contemplating. And so, and so, when we start thinking about the word and thinking about the, what the word does for me, it can do, oh God, mm. it can do what Philippians 4.13 says. It can, it can do all things. The word. The word. So the word can change my life. The word can change my perspective. The word can change my circumstances. The word can change my situation. And so when we start, when we start looking into this, so I need the word. How often? How often do I need the word? All the time. How many times a day? All day. So, uh-oh, y'all, answer, y'all I'm, I'm finna come down your street because y'all, y'all, y'all talking about I need the word all the time. I need the word all day. So, so if you need the word all the time, you need the word all day, then I have to have something. Now, now I'm, I'm talking to people. I'm not talking to y'all lucky people who are retired. I'm talking to people who work. When you're on your job, you can't always pull out your phone and look at the word. You can't always pull out your Bible while you're doing your job. So where do the, do the word need to be? Ah, so now I don't have to rely on flipping scriptures. It's already right there. So, so, so when I talk about, when we talk about personal, when we talk about personal holiness, cause in order to st- understand holiness and personal holiness, you got to understand what holiness is. So somebody tell me what holiness is. And it should not be silent in here. You're right. What, what is holiness? Holiness is being more like Christ. That's all holiness is. Somebody made us think that it was like this aura where you're oh, walking on air and floating through the world. It's not. It's being more like Christ. That's all it is. So my, like, like sister said, it's, my thoughts are more like Christ. My ways are more like Christ. My actions are more like Christ. I walk more like Christ. And so when I'm doing that, I'm walking in holiness. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. So, so he wasn't doing any. Now, now he told us in his word that greater things we shall do. Now he's going back to the father. So if I can do greater than him, then when I walk like him, talk like him, act like him, I'm being holy. That makes sense? Okay. So. So who can be holy in here? Y'all better raise both your hands and both your feet. Okay. Everybody can be holy. Don't just say, we're the path to holy. No. Everybody can be holy. Because if he said, be holy, for I am holy, God would not tell you to do something that you could not do. He would not do that. That's just not how he operates. So what he says, so what he says you can do, you can do. What he says you are, you are. What he says you can be, you can be. So if he says you're a conqueror, you're a conqueror. Thank, I'm sorry. I left out an important word. You're more than a conqueror. And so, and so, 
if he says you're blessed, now, 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 if he says you're anointed, now listen to this. You don't have to walk around with a sign that says I'm blessed. You don't have to put on I'm an anointed cape. You just be it. That's all you got to do. You just be it. So many, so many times we want people to see I'm blessed. No, you just be blessed. You just be anointed. If you have the gift of healing, you don't have to walk around and say I'm a healer. You just heal. That's all it is. We want it. We want these titles to, so people can lift us up and pat us on the back. But when God says you are something, you just be it. When Jesus went from town to town, did he have social media going ahead of him and said, I'm going to be in Greenville today. You better be there. No, he just showed up and, be, and he was the Christ. That's all, that's all he did. That's all we got to do. Just show up and be who God has called us to be. And, and, and let me say this. You are enough. I'm going to say that one more time. You are enough. Okay. So let's, let's get into this. Somebody read verse 9 for me. The longer y'all wait, the longer we hear. <laughs> okay. So the scripture starts off saying, how can a young man cleanse his way? The only thing that can wash you and make you whole. The blood of Jesus. But now look, now look, the blood makes you whole. But you need an applicator. Let me, let me, let me help you with that. When you bathe, if you bathe. <laughs> the word, <laughs> the word is like soap. So you apply the word to your life. Now, when you take a shower or a bath, where do you put the soap? All over your body. You got some crevices and some creeks. <laughs> some extra places that you have to wash that you make sure it's clean, right? And you got water. You use water. So the, so the rag in the water is the applicator. And so the soap is the cleansing mechanism who told you the soap cleans you <laughs> tv commercials and your mom and your daddy said you better get in there and bathe with that soap and water and <laughs> use some soap and so and so and so we learned that the soap cleans us right so now look there are some areas in your life. I told you, I told you there are some places in your life that in, in, on your body you've got to lift and wash. There are some areas in your life that you've got to lift and apply the soap. Because if you don't, a fungus will grow and it'll start to smell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so now, now look. After, after I've cleaned myself and got out the shower or tub, whichever one you do, something tells me I'm clean. It's the fragrance of the soap. So when I apply the word, I smell clean. Okay. And so when I smell clean, Something happened before I smelled it. 
I realized I thought it I was clean. I'm going I'm I'm I'm, I'm right down there. So now I got to think myself clean. I got So after I read the word and I apply the word, I got to believe what the word said. It did. Does that make sense? Okay. Somebody give me verse 10. Okay, so when I seek the Lord with my whole heart, not half of my heart, not my Wednesday heart or my Sunday heart, my whole heart, I seek him with my whole heart. Because God wants to know, not that he don't know, but God wants you to know that he knows about your dark places. He wants you to know about those places where you tried to keep him out of. So when I seek him with my whole heart, I'm coming to him like the Clint Eastwood movie with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so now I become naked to God. And I'm standing up before him. Now who's bathing me? Mm. Anybody ever had a bath from the Lord? Y'all remember them baths your mama used to give you where they used to describe and you thought they was trying to change the color of your skin. Oh, my God. Come on, mine ain't that dirty. <laughs> okay, I digress. So it said that, it says so I won't wonder. What does a wanderer do? It wanders, but what? Okay. But what does a wanderer do? Go from place to place. Um, anybody ever been spiritually all over the place? Didn't know what you were supposed to be doing, trying to do this and trying to do that? That's what happens when you don't seek the Lord with your whole heart. He'll guide you and put you in the place where you need to be. And so we got to let God guide us. Don't be wanderers. Don't. I'm just, I, I can only talk about me. When I, when I first rededicated my life back to Christ, I was trying to sing on the, 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 the men's chorus, the men's choir. I was trying to sing on the, that's, I was thinking that word, the inspirational choir. I was trying to be a trustee. I was trying to teach, I was trying to do all these things. But what I knew he had called me to do. A wondering. And look, one by one, he shut them off. You know how you shut off a faucet? He was shutting them off. So I said, I still got this. I still got this. I got one more, Lord. Now I have nothing. And I'm left in a place to where I have to either acknowledge or deny where he's called me. And let, let, let's be real for a minute. Even when I, when, I was, when I came to the understanding of where he called me, I still didn't go. I walked up to it, looked at it, <laughs> turned back around. That's the reality. I'm, I'm just being real. I'm being real. And so a lot of times when God shows us what he wants us to do, we still don't do it. We want to do what we want to do. So, so we got to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not to our own understanding. But in all our ways, we got to acknowledge him. Okay. So verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Okay. What do you do when you hide something? What, what is the purpose of hiding something? Safekeeping. So who are you hiding it from? 
<laughs> yeah, anybody ever hear something from themselves and couldn't find it later on? All the time. All the time. I, if it weren't for Adrian, Lord have mercy, there'd be stuff all over the house I couldn't find. But, 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 but this says, now look at this. I'm going give to you, give you an example. This, let's just say this is the word. And my coat pocket is my heart. I take the word and I put it right there. It's close to my heart. So now, now my heartbeat and the word is in the same rhythm. It's beating in the same rhythm, the word and my heartbeat. So now I'm in tune with God. And so when I'm in tune with God, we're walking together. We're talking together. So, so, but look what happens. When I decide to do what I want to do, I toss to, I evict it. That's what I just did to the word. I evicted it out of my heart. And I just put it anywhere. And now look at it. It's over there by itself. Now, is it over there by itself or am I over here by myself? Ah, now you see the word, the word going to always stand. And so, and so we got to quit evicting the word when it don't make us feel good. We got to give the word a permanent lodging place. What, what's Motel 6 slogan? The light is always on. That's what we got to do with the word. Put it in our heart and it'll illuminate. It'll always be on. Am I helping anybody? Okay. Somebody read verse 12 for me. So, the writer here is saying, blessed art thou, O Lord. How do y'all interpret that? Ooh. Happy are you. Then there's an explanation, exclamation, because I realized I'm happy. Oh, Lord. Did y'all see it like that? Because I know I'm blessed and I'm happy because I got the Lord. Oh, Lord. How many of y'all done had something good happen? You're like, oh, Lord. Or how many of y'all had something bad happen to you? Oh, Lord. <laughs> it can go in either direction. But 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 my thing is the writer saying, um, "Blessed am I, uh, am I, O Lord." Then it asks the Lord to do something. Teach me thy statutes. Now, who is truly going to teach you? The Holy Spirit. That's who's truly going to teach you, because the Bible says, "I leave you a Comforter and a Helper." So, but now, if I suppress the Holy Spirit in my life, I'm not being taught. And so now I come back to a spirit-filled life. I got a lot of spirit to raise up in me. Now, let's, let, let's say this. Let's say, okay, I'm allowing the Spirit to teach me in different areas of my life. But there are some places in my life where it's like school on a Saturday. No class. Y'all don't remember that from Fat Albert. They they say that, man. You like school on a Saturday. No class. Come on, y'all, y'all. Okay. All right. I remember that. But anyway, so if I'm not allowing the Spirit to teach me in every area, then then, then I'm going to have some void places. So, So are there any students in the desk on Saturdays? 
It's not. Is there a teacher? It's not. And so, now, now, how many days a week does the Holy Spirit exist? So, how many days a week can you learn? But how many times do we wait for Wednesday and Sunday? Mm-mm, now I just walk right back down your street. So, so now you have no excuse for learning every day. But you don't, if you don't open the Word, and you got to give God something to work with. If you never make a deposit into your bank account, you ain't finna go withdraw nothing. Go out there and stick your debit card in all you want. You can mash your pen all you want. You can hit enter all you want and hit withdrawal all you want, but you ain't getting nothing now. But when you make a direct deposit, when, when your company makes a direct deposit, you have a right to go withdraw. When you study the word and apply it to your life, you have a right to withdraw it. So somebody give me verse 13. We about getting out of here, y'all. Let me get you going. So with, with what? With my lips. What did he declare, though? So, so, so y'all, do y'all know what the Scripture is really saying? It is your responsibility to declare Jesus in the land. It is your responsibility to call right, right, and wrong, wrong. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. With my lips. It don't say with the preacher's lips. It said with my lips. <laughs> I just brought it to you now. You, you, I just took your wiggle room away. It's up to you to declare so it's the responsibility of the preacher. And, and, and you know what they tell you? What do they tell you when they, when they swear you in in court? Do you promise to what? Tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God. They use that in court, but that's in the earth. That's in the earth. You're supposed to tell the truth, the whole truth. Nothing but the truth, so help you God. So when you say that, yeah, I, I, I think we just missed that. When I don't tell the whole truth, I need God to help me. Let, let me tell you a danger. I'm going to tell you one of the dangers of, of, for me. I can only talk about me. I can't talk about you. Because my mouth is my gift, I'm able, I have the ability to say things to make you see it one way. But if I don't add everything that's supposed to be there, then I'm having, I, I, I'm, I'm accountable. I'm accountable. So how about when, when, when your child said, when you say, where was you at? I was just down there with them. Y'all laughing because y'all done heard that before. They told you where they was at, and they told you who they was with according to what they wanted you to know. But then you got to ask again, well, who was you with? But then, you know what they'll do? When they know you, you was with the bad kid, they'll tell you all the good kids' names and leave that one out. But the reality, children, 
is because we've asked you, we already know the answer. We just want to see if you're going to tell us the truth. That's the same way with God. God already knows the answer. He's just waiting on to see what you're going to tell him. That make you cringe up, don't it? So, so verse 14. Somebody give it to me. Mm, we talked about that this morning, rejoicing, didn't we? So, so why should believers rejoice? Why are you happy? None of y'all are wrong. I'm hearing all the answers. I'm just not God. I can't hear y'all at one time. And so, and so because of what he's done, who he's been, because of salvation, because he's blessed me, I rejoice. So, so my rejoicing has nothing to do with my situation. I could be going through in the, in the earth, but I still can rejoice. Because all the things that God has done for us has, has eternal implications so i can rejoice even if i'm dying which i am and you are too you just don't have a death date but even in the midst of me knowing i'm dying i can rejoice because I'm, i get to go be with him yeah. now will my heart be sad when i find out they give me a death date it probably will be people are gonna be sad around me but people should rejoice if they know i'm dying in the lord yeah. that's the part that's the mental twist of it you got to get to that part and so when I apply the word to my life, I can definitely rejoice. Because now I won't fall for the devil's tricks and traps. That's a good thing when you, when you can walk up to a trap. Whoop, <laughs> almost got me. Now I walk around it. Or his little traps become so minute, this is, this is spiritual growth, that you walk up to the trap and I step over it. And the devil's like, thought I had him. So listen, now I'm on on verse 15. It says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. How many of y'all got bills? Okay. How many of y'all got some debt? (laughs) So, how many many of y'all have thought about how to pay off your debt how many how many times do you think about it a day sometime all day how, how about your bills how many how many times have you you you've meditated on how i'm gonna get this bill paid and you think about it even if you're on your job golly i know the, the, the 15th is coming and i ain't got but two grace days and oh Darn, I just caught that. I ain't got but two grace days that they're going to extend me, and I got to have their money before those grace days extend. And how many of y'all know that God adds some grace days to your grace days? And so the same way that you think about that debt, the same way that you think about them bills, is the same way you need to think about the word. That's what meditation is. That's all meditation is. We meditate on earthly things more than we do on spiritual things. So we need to start meditating on this word. Meditate on this word night and day. Mm. And so when you start thinking about that bill, you should meditate on 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When you meditate on that debt, he said in his word, I shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. That's what you meant. You got to flip the meditation. Quit thinking on that thing because the one thing you can't control is how much word you put in you. Because evidently, if you could control that bill or that debt, you would. But you, can, you got something that can put on top of that debt and that bill, and it's the word. So listen, verse 16 says, Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. So what the, what the writer is saying is, deal with me, God, right where I'm at. Now, ain't nobody trying to say that, though, is you? <laughs> ain't nobody trying to say, deal with me, Lord. You know why we won't say that? Because we know we got some stuff going on. And if God dealt with us the way we're supposed to be dealt with, you would be dealt with. And so, and so, the Lord wants to fill our life with blessings. So, okay, now I gotta go back, and I'm finna leave y'all. What was the what was the what was the topic of this this teaching? Uh, uh-uh, that's that's the overall subject. It was personal holiness. It was personal holiness. So now. My personal holiness has to do with my personal relationship. It has nothing to do with what church I go to. It has nothing to do with who who your pastor is. It has nothing to do with where you work. It has everything to do with your relationship with God. So if I'm going to establish personal holiness, y'all can stand up. If I'm going to establish personal holiness, I have to build my relationship. Now listen, in relationships... In relationships, people let each other down. And I asked the men this question this morning. I want y'all to be, I'm just trying to see who I can be real with. How many of y'all have ever felt like God has let you down? Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Well, you have. That's, that, that happens in relationships. But then what God will do is show you why I didn't do what you wanted me to do. Because what you thought was good for you wasn't going to be good for us. And when I say us, I'm talking about you and him. So I had to hold out on you. And don't you know when God does those type of things that hurts his feelings? He hurt when you hurt. He's sad when you sad. He's disappointed when you're disappointed. And so, and so those, things, those things that God can't do for us, it hurts him. But I promise you, if you continue to build the relationship, Captain Wallace, how long y'all been married? How many? 16 years. Do you know her? Oh, she, he got the number. He got the number wrong, y'all. He in trouble. <laughs> Wallace, the secret, Wallace, the secret is to always let her answer. <laughs> okay, 16, 20. You come stay with me tonight, okay? <laughs> no, but, but for real, though, the, the reality is, you you know her better now than you did 22 years ago, right? Why? Why? You spent time together. Okay, I, I, was, I was doing it for a reason. 
You don't know God like you need to know him until you spend time with him. It's relational. And so when you start spending time with God, he'll show you stuff about him that you didn't know. But as you, oh God, as you learn more about him, you figure out stuff about yourself. (laughs) And so now I got my walk together, but my talk messed up. (laughs) Now I got my walk and my talk together, but my thoughts messed up. You see how it's a progressive thing? You don't get it all together at one time. I I come to tell somebody today, you ain't going to get it all together at one time. It's not going to happen like that. It's a process. And you got to go through the process in order to get it together. And when you finally get it together, you won't be on this side no more. I promise you that. You'll be over on the other side. But let the, oh, God, trust the process. I know that one's difficult, but you got to trust the process. If it worked 2,000 years ago, it'll still work today. It'll still work today. Personal holiness. I can't build your personal relationship. Grandma can't do it. Mama can't do it. Daddy can't do it. It's between you and the Lord. It's between you and the Lord. 